Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels People I Don't Hate Hey everybody, Matt Michaels here and today I'm joined by I'd say one of the uh, up and coming young stars of uh, the Florida area and that would be Callie Marie Callie, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Um, what? Yeah. What? What? Uh, was that a? Let, let me guess. It was a skateboarding injury, not a wrestling injury, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, going to skateboard is not the best idea. Um. What what happened and are you okay and will we see you back in action soon? Um, so I had an amazing match with Ali Rex, um, another really good up and coming talent in Florida. Um, our match was great. We both actually got injured in that match due to our own faults, as crazy as that sounds. Um, so I just over rotated too much on a move and my whole body landed on it. Mm. That wasn't fun. Yeah. So I went to the emergency room and I got x-rays done and I was hoping that it was just dislocated and they would just pop it back into place and everything would be fine. And it's not dislocated and there's no fractures. So they want me to go get MRIs done to see if there's any tears. Yikes. I while <laughs> shoot um you know that that harkens me back to uh when i've injured myself uh in the early 2000s back then um because of no health care um it was uh you you don't go to the doctor <laughs> you just mm-hmm. kind of uh, mend by asking everyone else like Hey, what should I be taking? Um, and uh, oh yeah, this will heal if I just you know take two weeks off, type of thing. Um, how is it for you? You know, being you're younger in the business, you're younger in your life, uh, having to go to the doctors and explain to them why you injured yourself. Are you still? doing what we kind of did and that is uh if we do have to go in um it absolutely had nothing to do with what we actually were doing um it's definitely difficult talking to doctors about yeah. it yeah yeah not yes um but no i i explained everything but they're still like confused as to <laughs> what actually happened and why you're doing that why you are putting your body on the line knowing the injuries that could take place um but it's what we do has has (laughs) has anyone in your life um ever tried to uh talk you out of doing it um, whether it be family or friends who just go, Hey, this is, you know, this is kind of dangerous and we don't want to see you get hurt. Um, or have people generally been, um, very excited for you and, and supportive in the sense of, 
you know, hey, you're going to try to capture your dreams, go for it. This is the time to do it. Um, you know, I definitely had a little bit of both. Um, my dad has been very supportive of me just because he was in the business like way early on. And my mom was definitely the person that's like, Callie, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Um, so I definitely have both. And I'd say the same things like with friends also. Um, they worry about me and they see the kind of this kind of the stuff that I'm doing and I take a lot of risks yeah um, which uh, not the best for me but I mean it's, it's what I love to do so I'm gonna do it um, but I definitely have a lot more support than people wanting to like talk me out of it sure um, speaking of that in terms of um, your entering style so how did you let's let's start on the basis of how did you at first see yourself fitting in as a wrestler? Did you have an idea when you were, you know, a kid or got the bug that you wanted to do this? Did you have something in mind where you saw yourself as a certain persona? Honestly, yeah, but it's definitely, like, not who I became. Um, I definitely saw myself, like, if I was going to go into the wrestling business, I wanted to be, like, a girl version of Jeff Hardy. Um, I wanted to be fearless. I wanted to do stuff that nobody would consider doing. And I definitely, like, go towards that route, but I am a lot more safe with it. Sure. Um I'm probably more of a technical wrestler than anything. Um, yeah, I'd say it, I'm like more of a mat wrestler. Like I am very technical. Um, I can outshine, out chain, out work uh, a lot of people in the business. Sure. <laughs> um, that's where I'm really strong. Um, but I definitely still have a little bit of Hardy in me. Well, well, <laughs> well, you know, the, the, uh, the question then factors in, um, you kind of have a separate persona, um, in terms of what you do with destiny, what for you brought on that character and is it, you know, is it tough to get into, because it's, it's tough to just get into the general mindset of, you know, being able to call a match, do a match, and, um, you know, start feeling your confidence in your own abilities, let alone to get a chance to play a, uh, a darker um, uh, persona. Um, what is it with you, uh, you know, that draws you to being a little more gritty or dangerous? Um, to answer, like, the first part, like, Destiny's never really a character that I imagined that I would do. Um, it's just kind of something that was wanted at the time, and I wanted to take the chance to try and pull off. 
and it worked out just not in the way I thought it was going to uh, when I was supposed to come in I was supposed to be very heel and it turned into a major babyface character I am now like one of the top baby faces in the company that I wrestle under that gimmick with right um, getting into that character is uh, definitely difficult because it's just it's not who I am sure and like myself like I'm starting to shine through that character and that's what's making that character turn into what it is now compared to when it first started um, but that character is definitely more like careless and fearless and um, just a amped up version of who I am wrestling as Regan. Does that ever, um, you know, in in your mind, it's sometimes it's hard to um, <laughs> to go into the situation where you're laying something out. You know that this is going to be the blueprint, and then you know you get out there your adrenaline takes over do you find yourself um just kind of going from this side of your brain totally to the other side to where the adrenaline and everything kicks in so that you're now not necessarily um seeing the same fear you might have as you know, if you're just trying to play like a, you know, straight, happy-go-lucky, baby face, you know, traditional, um, you know, does does that give you a little bit of um, an extra courage level? Especially, too, because when you put on face paint, it's like a totally different thing that comes over you when you're getting into a character like that. What, what is that for you like to um, just kind of have that freedom? Um, you know, it's, it's different is <laughs> probably like the easiest way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. Because as that character, I've wrestled some of the top names in the business and that character really came out of me, like with my trilogy matches with Stu Young. Right. Um, and she like, just stepping into the ring with her, you automatically like turn into like a new person, like just being in the ring with uh, a name and like a competitor like her. Um, It's, uh, it's, it's different and it's difficult. uh, But that I only do that gimmick there at atomic. So the atmosphere in itself is something different. Like, I I don't know how it would be if I went other places because I don't know if they would get and understand like who I am as that person. Right. Um, but just the people that I work with there and the atmosphere in itself, just it, it's a different feeling. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so far, what are, some of your favorite um, experiences with companies that you've had, um, you know, you just mentioned Atomic um, and being a, t- a totally different animal. Are there other companies that you've found yourself feeling kind of um, at home, you know, being welcomed in? Um, because a lot of times when you're a younger wrestler, 
you know, it's really hard to have audiences respond to you because of the fact that they're not maybe too familiar with who you are yet. And you can, you know, within one match, turn a crowd's opinion into, hey, this person's got a lot of moxie and we're starting to like or you know, for, for those people who are heels as well, um, you know, you can get that instant heat. What have you found in terms of the companies out there that you've had a chance to wrestle for so far? Um, you know, it honestly depends on the location. <laughs> different locations prefer different styles of wrestling and they understand they understand wrestling differently. So it like me connecting to an audience just depends on how I interact with them and what I do. Some people want to see like the fast drop down leapfrog, like high spots, flashy, like go, go, go. And then some people just want to see like stuff slowed down and you outworking um, people. So I've gotten different responses, like just figuring out what people want to see. Sure. And what type of crowd it is. Uh, I've definitely had, I, I love Real Pro. That's probably like my second to Atomic, like as far as Florida goes. Um, just as far as like the atmosphere and what they expect, because it's the, the environment there is like a family similar to Atomic. Um, the shows where it's harder for me are honestly bigger promotions. Um, nothing against them. I love the companies and I love the shows, but when I go to, uh, when I go upstate to mm -hmm. bigger companies, it's a lot more difficult to, I want to say like, get there, like get into, like, you gotta like get into the person's head and you gotta have them wrapped around your finger and then they're going to be hooked, you know? And for whatever reason, like going to bigger shows, it just doesn't work. I don't know if it's because they just don't know me yet sure. or if they see a different style. I'm just, I'm not sure. Um, but definitely getting out of the area and bigger shows is, it's a whole lot different than staying sure. in the South and the smaller, but bigger indie companies. Sure. Yeah. That, that does make a lot of sense. Um, how, how has the reception to you been by the different locker rooms? Um, you know, sometimes it's quite frankly like, you know, being in high school cliques where, you know, sometimes it's great and sometimes it is not pleasant at all. Um, do you Do you feel that people are generally there to try to help you? Um, to try to help you look good as well. Um, and obviously, are there, you know, sometimes negative reactions where things don't necessarily go as you planned? Um, you know, how is that? Because that's nerve wracking every time you're going to a new place. Um, and which, you know, people I don't think understand that you have to have a lot of love and passion for this business to have the balls to walk into another locker room and not know what's going to, you know, how you're going to be received. Um, I've definitely had both 
there has definitely been a lot more help than the negative aspects. Sure. Um, but I have been used a lot in the business, not in like a like bad, bad type of way. Sure. Um, but as far as like people needing me to get them places for a small spot on the show and then I would just get jobbed out at the show. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's a different, I don't know, it, it's hard because at the end of the day, like, you know that you've um, been doing it longer, you're better, but because some people just have, it, it's a political game some places. Yeah. So because people have that edge, um, they're not going to look at you or treat you the same way. Um, but that's only happened to me a couple of times, like less than five in the five years that I've been in this business. Every other time I have been welcomed with open arms. I have learned so much, um, especially from big names, like getting to learn from the big names in the business, the people that have been there from guys and girls alike. It has just been, it's been phenomenal. Um, well, Most of, like this business is full of people that truly love the business. Right. And if they don't, they're out within two years, I would say. Um, so it's it's just about timing and the journey. But for the most part, it's it's been great. Who would you say that you've looked at as um, people who've been able to mentor you and kind of help you along that path? Um, the I would say like the first person that's like changed my wrestling career would have been Santana. Um, she definitely gave me like the biggest boost coming into this business and um, helping me get started and teaching me like the rights and wrongs what's to do not to do, especially with her being my first match. Um, after that, I'd probably say Kikyo. I haven't heard from her like a lot recently, but she definitely helped me out a lot. And then Sue Young. I'd probably say has been up there as well as like recently uh, Chrissy Vane and her husband have been like huge, huge helps for me. Um, who, who would you say was your most influential um, actual trainer? Probably Santana. Santana. Santana, yeah. Lindsay, um, Jesus Rodriguez. Um, I'd probably say those are like the top three that have like shaped me as a wrestler would when you first started was there ever a part of you that um kind of looked in the mirror and went what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) all the time literally before shows i'm like oh my gosh like what am i about to do like when i'm about to go out there and like kill myself and kill other people (laughs) what are you doing with your life well you know and it's interesting because i think a lot of times people don't think about the fact that you know we could say um it you know there's that misconception of a trampoline and etc etc with rings but what's fascinating is when you first start training and you run the ropes, you got the bruises on the back and it, you know, it's just like, Oh God. And then you're taking the bumps and it's like, Oh man. And then you start feeling more confident. You, you, you're enjoying it in a weird start, you know, a little bit of a way. 
And then you start traveling to different areas and different shows and start realizing, oh shit, these, like, <laughs> you know, this, it's like wrestling on concrete, you know, that feeling in one ring. And then the next ring, you're like, the ropes were, you know, <laughs> like you could just fall through the ropes. Like, how has that been for you to adapt? I've been through and seen it all. I have taken multiple bumps on concrete. Um, I have wrestled in rings where boards were out of place. I have witnessed at shows rings snapping, like the, um, the rope snapping off to the point where they literally only have like one rope, like as the ring. Yeah. I've seen that. It's nuts. It's crazy. Um, but it's part of the business. Like yeah. shit happens. And um we uh we we do what we can with it. I remember one show, I'm not gonna name the show. Sure. Um, but we had our whole match called and it was the match before us and the ref from that match comes out and is like, Hey, so there's a board that's popped out of place, so just be careful with it. And literally our whole match is like running like this is one of the crazy matches where we're running the ropes and we're using the buckles and we're rolling everywhere and doing everything yeah that was fun (laughs) that was fun (laughs) um you know it's you know it's funny because it's such a unique thing to wrestling um another thing is you know the traveling uh how has it been for you to kind of get to see, you know, other parts of the state, kind of get a feeling of what it's like. Cause like you said, you know, other crowds, sometimes they won't understand who you are or, or haven't heard of you yet. Um, but also, you know, um, you go to certain towns and just kind of a different feeling, trying to find gyms, trying to find food, etc. Has that kind of uh, been something of an adventure still for you? Or is it starting to get where you have certain places that you like to look for? Because it's like, you know, you know you can get certain things at, let's say, an IHOP or something like that to say. Um, How has that travel been? Oh, no, I love it. Um, I usually travel in a car load. um, And we literally travel day of we get to the show we do the show um and we usually travel right back home right after if we're uh, far ways away if we're out of state somewhere then we'll just get a hotel and then we'll just come back in the morning so i really haven't had the experience yet where i am staying in a certain place for a long period of time i've only done that once with north carolina and it was just to like see family and friends and that sort of stuff Sure. Um, but other than that, like we, I love it because we're just we're traveling, we're going to a show, we're doing the whole show, and we're coming back. So it's, it's an adventure. I love adventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of adventures, what would you um, say is, uh, you know, if you have time to do something, um, are you? uh adrenaline junkie or are you a laid back um you know hey i'm just gonna like 
chill out at home type of person. Uh, are you someone who likes to find adventures on their own time? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd say, unfortunately, I uh, am home a lot of the time just because I was working nonstop, like 24-7 all the time, yeah. other than wrestling. Uh, but as of right now, I've just been like hanging out, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> But no, definitely whenever I can get out and do stuff, that's what I want to do. Um, what is your, um, what's your favorite thing to keep you occupied? Um, you know, are you into um, certain movies, certain music? Um, do you, you know, do you find yourself, um, you know, into video games? What What is it that keeps you amused? Um, well, you see, I have six ferrets, and that takes up <laughs> that literally takes up my whole day if I'm not working or um, going to shows. So, okay, that's that's awesome life. If I'm not if I'm not out and about, I'm literally catering to every need. So, what drew you to ferrets? Um, when I moved out of my parents' house. I said that I wanted a dog, and when I moved in with my roommates, they didn't want to get a dog, and they were allergic to cats. So, I know. Um, any strange experiences with the ferrets? Strange? I mean, I feel like the craziest thing that's happened is I had to do Heimlich on a ferret. (laughs) You just, you literally just said that as if like, you know, like, Hey, I guess it's kind of weird that I had to do a Heimlich on a ferret. (laughs) I actually did it like the, I had to do it a second time yesterday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It works. Starting skills, yo. It works. Saving lives over here. Oh man. Um I the reason I ask is very um very simple. I um in college a buddy had a ferret. And um What was it? Did he have to do Heimlich? He <laughs> he might have but he didn't have to, luckily. But what happened was, the the ferret was really cool. He was a really, you know, just, you know, if we had a party or whatever, there was, you know, you didn't have to worry about him escaping or, or him being nasty to people. But one day, my buddy kind of fell asleep and he had a weed on the table everything yeah they do they do and uh he his description of absolutely absolutely he said it was like i he couldn't like he felt bad but he couldn't stop laughing because that's all the ferret would do is like kind of take a couple steps and then kind of like stop and kind of look yeah Cause I can just see my 
parents like yeah. <laughs> especially with six of them they're probably passing around the joints you know and they all have such different personalities so like in my mind I'm thinking it's the specific one he literally he is so stupid <laughs> we... his name is Boomers but we call him Blink Blink because <laughs> he literally just stares at you and then he looks left and then he looks right and then he looks straight at you and then he just blinks <laughs> he's so dumb <laughs> I can just imagine him being high and just like slowly blinking. <laughs> oh man! Or it, or it's the total opposite. Like he goes from blinking to now all of a sudden, like, like focused eyes and like quicker turns. <laughs> oh That's man! He like jumps around and dances. We call it dookieing. And he literally like duke dukes like around the <laughs> he just like jumps up like this. Like duke 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 duke. <laughs> oh man. Oh oh man. Uh I got now I've got like I hope that there's um some kind of brilliant cartoonist out there who could do basically four ferrets sitting around like that seventies show. And yeah. you know the four unique personalities smoking weed. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That's great. <laughs> uh, you know when you <laughs> when you when you think of uh, when you think of oh yeah the parents come to my shows too. No way. <laughs> this way. So, so are you are you traveling with them, or how how are they getting there? Like, do they come in their own car? <laughs> yeah, they just drive like this. Man, it's Florida. I I I don't put it past. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But like, what is like, what is the reaction with uh, when your when your ferrets come around? Oh, people love them. People take pictures with them. They're famous. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. These ferrets, these ferrets are loved more than me. <laughs> like, every show, they're like, are your ferrets here? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> have you um, have you ever gotten the idea of taking uh, 8x10 shots with the ferrets to sell? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I make uh one of the ferrets moomers, the dumb one, the assistant manager of Atomic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Isn't that sad that the mind like automatically goes like Yeah, you probably do a pretty good job uh compared to some people i know who do you know office work in some of the uh the uh, business establishments that are wrestling companies um (laughs) so you know what is it that keeps you um 
what is it keep that keeps you just kind of smiling and laughing? Do you have to just pinch yourself sometimes and go, you know, I just can't believe that this is my life right now? Oh, yeah, all the time. I had in my bio the longest time living the dream because, like, it's it's what I'm doing. Like, I'm I'm so lucky to be in Florida where wrestling is so big and I have the opportunity to go against a bunch of women. There's so many, like, women that are out there in states where it's not popular and they're making do with like what little talent is up there. So I'm, I'm super blessed to um, be in the state where it's home to NXT. So yeah. whenever there's extra work that needs to be there, it's, it's here. Um, Impact, AEW, like everything's literally right here. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm very blessed um, to be where I am. And it does feel like a dream sometimes. It feels too good to be true. You know, we've um, we've had a tough time, of course, going through the pandemic. And, you know, luckily, Florida has been, for the most part, it's the same in Vegas. It's kind of, you know, there's there's things in place. But at the same time, you're able to do things that a lot of states um, hadn't been able to do, especially California. Um, was it kind of a bummer for you when the pandemic hit and it kind of looked like, well, maybe I'm not going to get a chance to do this for a number of months. And have you been glad that you've been able to kind of get a chance to get into the swing of things? And, um, you know, it's not because some people have literally lost, you know, anywhere from like 50 to a hundred matches this past year. Um, how's it, how's it been in that aspect for you? Um, it's been really hard. Uh, I was really starting to get noticed a lot um, at the beginning of uh, of the beginning of last year, and when all of this went down, it took a huge damper and turn. Um, it's it's been really difficult especially here because stuff was still open. So it's like, if stuff is open around us, why can't we have shows? Yeah. Um, Florida took it, Florida took it fairly. I don't know, like the, the right word for it, but um, we, we didn't shut down as fast or as harsh as a lot of other places. Right. And like having other places open, having big corporations with thousands of people going in the stores every day, but you don't want people to go anywhere with entertainment or family. It was, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard for the entertainment business um, between wrestlers and other people like that are doing what they love. And yeah, it sucks. It, I mean, yeah. Listen, Las Vegas, it's it's so weird because you can have a casino full of people, but you can't have the theater spaces in the same casinos even X amount of capacity, and it makes no sense. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know why. <laughs> well, yeah. and and it's it, the biggest shame about it too is that um you know, the when you're looking at entertainment as a whole as an industry, let's face it. Most entertainment people the it's a it's hard to get into a union and b once you're in a union you have to do so many hours um that count towards your getting health care so it's like a weird situation of not only is it hard to get now paid but also now you got to worry about your health care going away in the middle of a pandemic where you're going to need your health care. And it just, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people I know, they've just been struggling to get by and they've been strong about it, but it just is like, you just kind of go, well, it doesn't have to be this way, does it? So I, I feel you on that. It, it sucks, but light at the end of the tunnel, maybe? <laughs> I think maybe. I've I've had it a lot. I've been lucky. I've had it a lot easier than other people because I I had a job before and after everything hit the fan. Um, so this was like I wouldn't say this was my only like I didn't have all my eggs in my wrestling basket. Sure. I was trying to get there, but I wasn't quite there yet. Um, so I was lucky in that regard, but. I I'm just disappointed that I lost time. Yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like I had such a big year ahead of me and I just I feel like I lost I lost time. Well, I think that the other thing too is that sometimes when you get put in a position where you lose time and whether it I mean it simply be even from an injury, um you know, what you have to do is take the positive spin on it and just let your creative juices flow in your mind and, you know, write stuff down and kind of think about things. Um, because sometimes that's where you can find some of the most inspiring things for your character, you know, out of just complete like boredom or complete, you know, frustration you get to explore things and go, hey, you know what? Maybe I see this side of me kind of getting in and we can try this. Or, you know, maybe my character is now a vampire hunter. Yeah, cool. Let's let's see what that would look like. Uh, you know, you get to play. And I think that's one of the coolest things about wrestling is that you're athletic and you're telling a story, but you still get to play. And that's one of the cool things. Is there ever been an idea that you've had where you can honestly say, okay, here's the idea I had. I'm so embarrassed by it. But at the time I thought it was a great idea. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Not, not nothing on the, off the top of my head. I can't think of. I'm sure there's got to be something. I just I can't think. 
it's just it's funny sometimes because yeah like when you get random thoughts as a person and then you just kind of you know you kind of you laugh kind of to yourself and then for a second i know every time like i come up with some kind of idea and i start writing it down and then maybe i'll kind of go oh that was horrible and you cross it out and then like two weeks later i'll have the same idea again and go okay okay maybe that wasn't as stupid as i thought um where do you see yourself creatively going over the next year what are you looking to do with um the evolution of your character and do you do you ever see the um the potential of using destiny more or even having that um that internal conflict of a character where you know i know sometimes they do it with sue young where you do have um you know one aspect of her being susie one aspect now being sue young just to freshen up the character do you see any type of stuff along those lines or are you you know more so focused on just kind of day to day and hey wherever it takes me it takes me um i've definitely had a lot of ideas um and i've been back and forth with a bunch of stuff um on most of my social media you'll see krd because that's all three aspects of me that's callie that's destiny um so i if i was gonna do anything i definitely want to combine all those three because all three of those like aspects of myself of myself make up who I am. Uh, so I'm definitely thinking about stuff along those lines. Um, if I were to do that, I'd probably go like more, more warrior based, like survivor warrior based. Um, definitely have some ideas working, uh, just not quite there yet. Sure. Um, okay, so pandemic hits, and we know that this has been crap for all of us and, and kind of crazy. Um, let's say pandemic turns into a zombie apocalypse. Who are the three people that you're putting on your zombie apocalypse team to make sure you guys live? I'm so ready for the zombie apocalypse. You have no idea. <laughs> Yes. Um, if I could have three people on my list to survive. And they can be anyone, you know, people you know, people you don't know, people who are famous, people who, you know, who are in the industry. Who who would be those three people? Man, three people from The Walking Dead. I don't care who it is. What do you got? You got Michonne. You got, what's his name? I already forgot his name. It really was a show that left an impact on you, I see. I've, I've never really watched Walking Dead in, in full depth, so. Fantastic. That's, that's all I've heard. Just great. No, if, that in the 100. If, if, can I just pick 100 people and all be from the 100? That would be fantastic. <laughs> Um, person from the 100 do you do you tend to like um like 
zombie type stuff, uh, horde type stuff, sci-fi type stuff, or are you um, secretly, um, you know, more of a uh, a notebook type girl? Oh no, I love all the apocalypse. <laughs> No, I watch like everything Apocalypse like on Netflix let's see I've seen The Walking Dead I've seen The 100 I've seen Containment I've mm. seen that other show? I've seen like every apocalyptic show on Netflix every single one I've seen The Rain I've seen Strain I've seen I've seen them all I've literally looked up on my phone. And I was like, "What are the apocalyptic shows?" <laughs> uh, ready, guys. Apocalypse happens. Can find me. I'm ready. If uh, you know you, you, you've seen all the apocalypse stuff, um, did you watch uh, Tiger King like everyone else in this country? And if so, have you ever been to Carol Baskin's place? I did, and no one I would not go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... That showed me, like, what What the heck did I just watch? Like, I literally felt like I wasted so much time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the genius of it, is that it got everyone... I just watch <laughs> what did I like I literally took up space in my brain and with all the concussions and all the memory loss that I've had I have not forgotten that freaking show <laughs> it bothers me memories uh, and I've kept that stupid Tiger King show in my mind oh man well on that note, um, what is your social media where people can uh, follow you and get to know, um, you know, what you're doing and, um, you know, can, uh, and do you have anything uh, coming up where, uh, you know, the people uh, can uh, see you, uh, whether it be at an actual live show or maybe tuning into, um, you know, some uh, shows that might be streaming live? Um. So, uh, as far as social media, my Instagram is Callie Marie, K-A-L-L-E-M-A-R-I-E. Uh, my Twitter is Callie underscore Topper. So, Callie underscore T-O-P-P-E-R. Um, those are, like, my two main social medias, mostly Instagram. And as far as stuff coming up, uh, Atomic just signed a deal with Fight TV. So, if you guys want to get on fight tv it's completely free and you're more than welcome to watch all of our up upcoming stuff we just did our first set of tv taping so the first episode should be airing sometime in march and then from them from then on it's just weekly stuff um other than that i do have the shows posted that i'm going to be going to i don't know if i'm going to be in action quite yet right. i'll probably know in like a year or so but um i'll keep you all posted thank you Excellent. Well, it's been a blast um, catching up on, uh, you know, what you've been able to accomplish so far and, and where you kind of see yourself heading. And uh, especially on the fact that you have um, just some just some wonderful um, little furry friends that uh, 
have been able to uh, provide laughter for uh... <laughs> destroy my room. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I listen. I got. I got to say, I uh, my cousin had a ferret when we were kids, and that one little guy was like a handful. I can just imagine how much time and effort it takes. They knock stuff over. They they climb on anything they can. They will literally like find like different ways to climb on stuff. Like I have a bookshelf, and they'll literally like climb on each level of the bookshelf to get on top of my dressers to try and knock stuff off of my dressers. Wow. <laughs> and then you're stuck up there and you're like, mommy, <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to help you now. Oh my gosh. Boomers is like, blink, blink, help me. You know, in some ways that's just adorable and funny. And then in some ways I kind of go, Oh, I hope you don't have kids for a while. Cause if that's the way, <laughs> if your kid gets stuck in a tree and you're like, nah, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> you shouldn't have got your dumb got your ass stuck up there. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. I got things to do. <laughs> Oh, bad. Well, it's been a pleasure. Like, here, I'll, put, I'll put your phone pit underneath. Just jump. You'll <laughs> Just be fine. Jump. No, I'm not getting you. Get get your butt down. And then go and climb out. Yeah. Oh, bad. Well, Kelly, it's been a pleasure. Um, and we'll definitely uh, catch up down the line. Uh, and, um, you know, anything that you have uh, coming up uh, that you want us to uh, let people know about, just let me know and we'll get it out there. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. It's been a blast. And everyone listening, please uh, tune in to the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting and uh, look up all the different um, episodes and shows that we have to offer. And uh, we'll see everyone next time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.